Hello and welcome to another episode of Create My Headspace. My name is Brandy. I am the host of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about letting go of perfectionism, understanding why it is that we seek to be perfect, and in general, just how that can look in our lives and letting that go and opening the space for ourselves to just be who we are and embrace all of the uncomfortable feelings of being imperfect, which is inevitable and is happening for everybody as we speak, everybody that's walking on this earth, no matter how, you know, how it may seem, everybody's imperfect. And that's so beautiful, in my opinion. Um, I just kind of wanted to talk about this today because it is something that I experienced recently and I had to have a shift in my perspective about it and not seeking to be perfect, not taking so much extra time to um, tweak whatever little minor imperfections that I encounter throughout many different categories of things, whether it be like a painting that I'm working on or um, a way that I'm presenting myself in a scenario, in a situation with other people around, it is it can manifest in many different ways. And I think that through this episode, I really hope that you're able to channel into how it's affecting you if you are being a perfectionist, and how you can let go and release of that, release that of yourself, because it does truly anchor us down and minimize our capacity to evolve as beings. And so something that I kind of wanted to start off with is the idea that human beings are wildly complex. Each person has walked such a peculiar path that no one other person can say that they've lived in the same experience or that they've lived lived um, a very similar, maybe they have lived a similar life, but they can never say that, yes, I've been through your exact same path. And that is what's beautiful is that there is so much individuality with each person that walks this earth. And yet we all share one thing in common with the rest of the world. And that is experiencing emotions. And that's happiness, that's sadness, that's grief, that's guilt, that's embarrassment, that's shame. Our emotions are what paint the picture of our experience. So one person could be in the exact same place at the exact same time as someone else and have a wildly different perspective of the world around them. A person could feel included in a social setting by their peers because they're familiar with them and and that can create a sense of peace and belonging in the scenario. And they can view the energy, they can, they can see the room as a feeling of safety, of light, invitingness. Um, and another person who's unfamiliar in the setting, maybe they don't know these people, maybe they're unfamiliar with the, pe- the setting in itself, they're uncomfortable with this kind of a setting, they view themselves as reserved and shy. Even if it's the same situation, they feel anxiety and overwhelm. So there is this dance going on of two entirely different perspectives of the same exact situation. And so this demonstrates that our experience is painted by our mental framework. And it also also shows the diversity of experiences that it can occur, no matter how close we are, or no matter how far we are, no, the same, even if it's the same exact experience, um, it shows that we can have such a different perspective of the world around us. And no matter how much time 
you devote into working on yourself and growing as a human being, you cannot, you can never escape the reality that at some point you will be uncomfortable. You will experience emotions that make you uncomfortable, that cause you temporary discomfort. But that is the key is that it's temporary. This is not a lasting thing. It doesn't have to be a lasting thing. Something that I do is um, hot yoga and what I have learned through hot yoga, there's a pose called Shavasana. It sounds like it's complex or that it's like this crazy pose, but it's literally just laying down with your palms, your palms facing up to the ceiling and grounding yourself in the moment. When you're in a hot yoga class, the heat of the room is about 105 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's scorching hot. And you're also in this room with a bunch of other sweaty people and all the the body, the, the heat from everybody's body is just accumulating in this one space. And so you're going to be sweating, you're going to be dripping in sweat. And sometimes when you're sweaty, like you get kind of itchy or you feel uncomfortable. So you want to wipe off the sweat. When you're in Shavasana, one of my favorite yoga teachers, I mean, they're all great. But um, one of the one of my favorite messages that someone has said during the Shavasana pose is resisting the urge to wipe away your sweat or to fix your shirt or to fix the clothing on your body, resisting the urge to um, to tweak anything that is causing you discomfort. You're training your nervous system to just be in harmony with what's going on now and not feeling like you have to right away go at adjusting this, whatever it is for you. And so I guess I kind of bring that up. Um, is that the reason I bring that up is that it is inevitable that you will experience discomfort, but it's really about how you react to it and the power that you give the discomfort that you experience, whatever the situation may be. Um, and so usually the intention behind perfectionism is, whether it be like a personal expression, like maybe you're trying to get music out there, maybe you're trying to write a book, or maybe you're trying to mend a wound with a connection that you have, or some argument happened with someone that you care about. It's an attempt to create distance between yourself and the discomfort of unpleasant emotions. So if you put a song out there and then no one likes it, or nobody messages you personally and says, Hey, that was a really good song. Hey, that was a really like, I love the lyrics. Or if you put yourself out there and the person is still mad at you, the person that you're trying to, to heal the, the relationship with, to heal the, the wound with, and then they deny you or they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to, you know, proceed with this. Then you're going to feel uncomfortable. So perfectionism is assumptions that you're letting overpower the decisions that you're making. And most of the time, the decisions that you you need to make that you're avoiding making, that there's a resistance in you making. Um, and I don't want to say need, but like the decisions that if you were to make those decisions, if you were to take those steps, you would open so many doors. When there's that resistance, you create like a wall and you're trying to guard yourself from the discomfort of feeling judgment, feeling inadequacy. Um, this is all resisting, accepting that you will see yourself sometimes in an imperfect light, vulnerable to outside judgment. 
And what happens is that you end up taking all these extra steps to ensure that there's little room for you to be criticized or to feel inadequate. Your thoughts are that if you were to tweak all these small minor imperfections, then you're paving the way for yourself to succeed. But instead, what happens is the growth process is prolonged. It's prolonged because you're avoiding the critical parts needed to grow, like failure or embarrassment. I mean, I know I've been embarrassed and after my, after the redness in my face went away, I was like, damn, that doesn't really matter. Like, you know, it didn't, I, I gave it so much power, but once I was like pushed to the edge to where everybody saw my face turn red or everybody saw me evidently embarrassed, even if my face wasn't red because it was beat with makeup, like you're still going to have, you're going to feel that gratification of, wow, I was able to push through that discomfort And now I feel like next time I'm in a situation like that, now that I've already had that, that peak of anxiety, that peak of embarrassment, that peak of shame or whatever, I'm good. I know what it's like. And I know that I survived it and I went through it. The, the downfall of the discomfort is your confirmation to go into another scenario and be feeling ease in that next scenario, not giving away your person, your power, your personal power in your, in that situation. When we see the world's reaction to what we share, even if it feels unpleasant to know that not everyone's going to be, be a fan of our work, of our opinions, of our ideas, our passions, etc., we can utilize them as information on where to take our next steps or a window into where we fall short in terms of emotional resilience. And I say where to take our next step, next steps, because if you're seeking to touch a target audience and it's kind of important to see what kind of reactions those people have to what you put out in the world, but also it's not that important to take every opinion so seriously and to take everything so personally. And I, the reason why I said the windows into where we fall short in terms of emotional resilience is how much does outside opinion deter you? How much does people's perspective of you bring you down and why? Even if there's no evidence of the importance of that person's opinion or the importance of those people's opinion, why does it bring you down so much? And is it because of something more internal? And does it have to matter that much? It's important to take a step back and recognize how much emotional effort we're putting into giving so much importance to these opinions that really don't matter. Um, because you're on your own personal growth and you're on your own journey journey of getting your goals, you know, coming into fruition. You're on your own journey of growing as a person, and there are always going to be opportunities of being misunderstood and being being um, in a position where people are not going to support your opinions or ideas, etc. And so what is it that we try to perfect? I thought I would come up with a couple examples. Um, Some of these I kind of already touched on, but I thought I would come up with a couple examples to kind of paint a better picture of what I mean by perfectionism, because it just really happens in so many ways. Um, What we can perfect is what we create 
sometimes we perfect what we try to create. So maybe you've been painting a picture and cannot help but notice minor imperfections. So you prolong its completion. But then it turns into a canvas that you haven't touched in months because paired with the painting is the idea that it must be perfect, which will never happen. I know that I've painted pictures before and it's just taken me so long, especially when it's like a commission piece and someone wants to buy a picture, like wants me to draw a portrait of whoever for them. Um, because most of the time I'll do portraits if it's commission. And I take so much longer than, you know, necessary, but I do know in the back of my mind that there is like a time period where I have to get it done. And so I will get it done. But if I am fixated and attached to the idea that it has to be perfect, then I give out the drawing with resistance. And I feel like that's like an energy transfer that the person who is purchasing the commission piece can feel from my end that, oh, this person, you know, doesn't feel as enthused as I thought they would. When you are putting out work similarly, like if you're putting out a song or if you're putting out like a podcast episode, or if you're putting out even just an Instagram post of a quote that you really like, um, and you don't have any intention for a wide audience to see it. If you're feeling some kind of resistance, I feel as though that channels through and other people can feel it too. So just letting go of the idea of perfectionism before you put out what you're creating or put out like an, an idea that makes your idea so much richer because there's no lingering, I don't want to say negative energy, but no lingering resistance energy involved in its release. Another example would be your ambitions. So for instance, maybe you haven't launched your business or even spoken of it to your peers. Uh, Maybe you haven't talked about what your future ambitions are because you're not so sure, which is completely fine. Um, But when you're doing it because you're afraid that it won't be a success unless you figure out all the small details first, that's perfectionism. The idea is that it, w- it would be embarrassing to talk about a business and not have it come into fruition when that's not the case at all. Life is in a constant state of fluctuation and it is inevitable that even if you have like a stern opinion of something or a stern plan that there will be some kind of um, shift in direction. I've written plans that did not happen and it wasn't because I couldn't do it, but just because I felt that it didn't really align with what my heart wanted at that point in my life. Change is inevitable and it shouldn't be something to be embarrassed about. Another example would be our relationships. So maybe you're avoiding messaging someone back after communi- and communicating with them after a dispute. You've been waiting to have just the right words to say. So you end up waiting so long that the person assumes that you don't care or aren't willing to put forth that effort. When the truth is that you actually just want to avoid making the situation worse, you want to make sure that you you have the right words to heal instead of hurt the connection. Um, But instead, you're just creating distance between that. And you're avoiding the fact that when you are discussing something that is like sensitive maybe or vulnerable that you're going to be uncomfortable sometimes talking about that thing. And that's 
a part of the the healing the wound process. Just like if someone gets an injury, they need to get stitches. That's also painful. Um, or if someone breaks a bone, they have to get surgery. That's also painful, but it's necessary in order to heal. There's definitely a difference between when you're doing things and trying to make sure that they are intentionally done like there is an importance in putting effort into what you're doing, how you're talking to people, um, you know, being intentional with your words, speaking from an honest place instead of just self-benefit or preserving the feelings of other people. We want to make sure that our words carry true authenticity with how we really feel, even if it's sacrificing our own comfort or the comfort of somebody else. Myself and I imagine everybody who is encountering this has had times where <clears throat> they say things or they do not, they choose not to say things in order to ensure that other people are uncomfortable or sacrificing their own the way that they're viewed by other people. Um, and so basically, there are just many ways that perfectionism can come into play in our lives. But what's important is taking note of like, if it hinders you from taking steps to encounter that feeling of discomfort, I guess you could say, um, and then grow from that. And so something I did think was um, important also is not only is it essential to take steps in the physical world, but it's just not it's it's not just about taking those steps in the physical world. It's also about taking steps in the mental framework in the mental world and and outside of the physical world, making sure that what we are doing has a reason. And um, I've noticed that everything that I felt some kind of gratification after, um, like for instance, if I were to hang out with somebody and I knew that I'd hung out with them because I truly wanted to connect, but not just for my own reasons of maybe feeling alone or trying to fill some kind of like void of just not being able to be with myself. Um, I would leave that feeling empty, but in turn, if I were to change the script and be like, okay, well, I just want to share an experience with somebody. I just want to be present with this person and enjoy our time together and truly listen to what they have to say. You leave the situation feeling much more fulfilled and much more satisfied with the experience. Um, something is important to mention as well, and that is the perfectionism has two things in common, which are that it will never and can never be achieved and that seeking to be perfect hinders our peace and evolution. So if we were to go back to that example of the the painting, if you were to focus on all the imperfect paint strokes, on all the imperfect color combinations that you have on the canvas, then you are simply searching for those flaws to confirm its imperfection or to confirm its perfection. And when you're seeking to confirm perfection, you will never be satisfied because it is inexistent. It does not exist. It is irrational to view something as not flawed. And so a perspective of viewing things flawed, viewing things that are flawed 
becomes a negative thing. So if you notice any kind of flaw in what you're doing, you have this conflicting relationship with what it is that you're doing and yourself. And it takes you out of that flow state of simply just being here now with what it is and enjoying it for what it is. And honestly, if we are to use art as an example, I feel like anytime I've seen art, obviously like surrealist artists, that's fucking incredible that anybody has the ability to like draw super realistically. Um, I thought that I wanted to be able to do that someday and maybe I will if I keep practicing, but no matter what, even those artists have like super minor flaws that are just a lot less noticeable. But I think even so, why is the perspective of like surrealism or not surrealism? I meant realism. Why is the perspective that realism is the only not flawed piece of art, if that makes sense? Um, Instead of being intentional with your creation, if your focus is on just seeing its flaws, then you hold resistance towards that piece of art, if we're still using that example. And so we give power to our faults by avoiding them after recognizing them as intimidating and negative, when in reality, there are nothing but there's nothing but opportunity to look into ways that we can expand. And there are just windows into where we still have to, to go. If we were stagnant in our experience, if we never embraced flaws and perfection, you know, bumps in the road, <laughs> falling on our face, we would never have that satisfaction of moving beyond that and getting back up from that. And um, these experiences of imperfection are also opportunities to look back when we do grow and when we do move beyond our current state and remember that despite knowing that we were imperfect or at a lower place, if we want to view things like comparatively, even though I think that um, each thing is of its own nature and comparison is like such a, such a, I don't know, but if you had the courage to take the leap and that's what matters. So even if you had, you were in the position that you are now you believed in yourself enough to take that leap. And now you can look back and be like, wow, so if I took that leap at that low of a point, what can I do in the future? And so in order to let go of perfectionism, we have to recognize that it is not existent. It is irrational. It is unattainable. And that if anything, it is bland and you will be stagnant because any downfall gives us the opportunity to rise again and to be gives us the opportunity to reflect if you're somebody who journals or you write um you know if you've ever written or reflected about your life on a piece of paper and then you look back on it later sometimes those writings are just so insignificant to you now and um we don't really sit back and you know give ourselves a recognition we deserve sometimes for the ways in which we have grown. And um, I think if we kept more of like, if the focus was more on keeping a tally of when we evolved beyond, you know, a lower state, I guess, instead of focusing on how low our state is right now, then we would have such a higher self image and such a higher 
higher flow state going on. If we want to let go of imperfection, we have to come at peace with the fact that it'll never be attained and that um, we are be ra- be real with yourself and acknowledge the fact that you are prolonging moments of growth. And um, even if you had the ability to be perfect, you would be in a constant state of the same thing over and over again. You would constantly be comfortable and you would constantly be not challenged and there would be no pivotal moments of self-realization. Well, that was the episode for today, you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in, to listen to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Um, Let me know what you think about the podcast and keep the podcast going by leaving a rating and review, letting me know your thoughts. Um, You can email me personally. I will leave all the information to contact me personally in the description box below. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and um, my personal Twitter is going to be B-R-A-N-D-S. M-A-R-I-A-A, Brands Maria. And in that bio and my personal Twitter, I should have my podcast Twitter um, link as well. Again, all that information is going to be in the description box below. If you liked what you heard on the podcast, leave a rating and review. Let me know what you think. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And I really hope that the content on this podcast helped you out in some way or another. Thanks again.